The book is hot, it's trending, and I wish I bought it. Let's get into it. I don't know how I missed this comic book. Comic fam, we're here to discuss the trending comics of the week to keep you informed. And our Overstreet Price Guide advisor, Russ Bright, will hit you with number 10. Some books take years to make the trending list, and some happen immediately, like this one. Number 10 on the list, Nightwing number 100. We are talking about the 1 in 100 Dan Mora foil variant, which is going for $130 average and a high sale of $180. I haven't seen this cover yet uh i don't really need to honestly because it's nightwing it's nightwing it's been like maybe the single best comic book since tom taylor took it over right after future state it's almost it's almost been two years now an amazing run that should be on your pull list and not the only variant from this particular issue that got the foil treatment there is a one in 150 wait for it design variant george perez style this right here is the best design variant i have seen in years And I wish I got it. It's glorious. And if the prices of $250 is too expensive for you, there is a black and white variant that was open to order that's selling on average for under 10 bucks. Hit the subscribe button. Slap the like button. Did you miss out on Nightwing's variant just like I did? Because these prices are spiking and I wish I bought it. This one hit me hard because last week while I was watching the first episode of this TV show, I thought to myself, I really wish I had this comic. This is The Last of Us, American Dreams, issue number one, here at number nine on the Trending Ten. Over the last year, I have thought on multiple occasions, as I was putting money down on key books, I should get Last of Us, the entire run, the variants. Instead, I bought Dr. Afra appearances, which I think is a great bet right now because they're selling on the cheaper side. Ezra appearances, just a lot of Star Wars stuff, even Young Avengers. And then now we are left with what's possibly the next Walking Dead hitting $160 average sales. The most recent 9.8 hit $1,190. The heights this book reached was $1,200, $1,250 at a 9.8. It's essentially staying steady, so strong because the HBO show is impeccable. It's literally shot for shot the beloved game, one of the best games of all time. This is a 133% increase in copies sold. This book also made it onto the Hot 10 list, and since that video dropped, we actually see three more copies at a CGC 9.8. We now have 261 in the census. We have... 82 copies at a 9.6, two more copies than last time we reported, and one more copy at a 9.4 for 50 total copies. There were only a little over 6,000 copies of this book released when it first came out in 2013, and I know I had one box customer buying it at my shop. I did not buy any shelf copies, and the only person I know who was getting it with regularity was my buddy Vargo, who was a massive PlayStation fan. It's the only reason he got the comic. I want to know your thoughts in the comment section below. Is it going to go the distance? Are we going to see seasons two, seasons three? I think if they keep up with the quality, we may have the next hit zombie show. Now, we're moving on the list at number eight with spec that moved so much quicker than anyone expected. West Coast Avengers number one, coming full circle. We're seeing $15 average sales and a recent high sale of $299 for the first full team appearance of West Coast Avengers. There are only 97 copies of this at a 9.8 on the census. We saw an all-time record high of $420 back in September of 2021, which was before the Hawkeye show. But right now, it's a 1,000% increase because there's more Wonder Man stuff happening, which could push us to seeing the full team coming together. I honestly forgot there was a Wonder Man show happening because we've been spending so much time recently talking about upcoming other shows such as like 
Agatha or Echo or all these other things and spinoffs that we've been talking about. And Wonder Man just kind of got pushed off into the sidelines. Yo, you cannot underestimate Yahya Abdul-Mateen, Dr. Freaking Manhattan. This dude's going to come in and just slay the role. And we may have a brand new character to many people just become a hit for every single Marvel fan. So last time we talked about the Wonder Man show, production wasn't going to start until late 2023, but now we have news that it's starting in March, and Marvel's going so far as to release a Wonder Man omnibus coming in August of 2023, showing how many eggs they're putting in the Wonder Man basket. Yeah, I don't think they'd do that if they weren't confident slash needed to release product to coincide with some type of release that no one was expecting to happen this soon. And yeah, people are specking on West Coast Avengers because Wonder Man is a founding member of that team. So in the same way that we have had, for example, an Agatha spinoff out of WandaVision, we could potentially see some sort of West Coast Avengers setup happening throughout the Wonder Man series. If that show does well, it's not completely out of the realm of possibility that we might get a West Coast Avengers series at some point in the future, maybe even a movie. And officially at number seven, I think we have a spec that is a safe bet long term or at least James Gunn is making me feel like that with Fantastic Four number 67, Jack Kirby. What is in that cocoon revealed? You know it'd be Adam Warlock, and you know Will Poulter is on his way, especially with this shot that we have of him emerging from it. You are correct, Tom. Him does emerge from the cocoon. We have a $1.5,000 average sale and a recent high sale of a 9.2 for $2,250. This is a Silver Age Fantastic Four book. This is definitely a book that a lot of people have been talking about for a long time, but it's great to see so many copies selling so close to the movie. And it's no surprise then that we see this book spiking again this week because of his upcoming appearance in Guardians Volume 3. We've gotten some uh, confirmation from James Gunn clarifying that, yeah, in this movie, Adam Warlock will be a villain, similar to how he was in the first appearances back in these Fantastic Four issues. Probably we're going to see him realize the error of his ways and switch teams and become more of a good guy as time moves on. But as uh, James Gunn also said in that interview, we will be seeing more of Adam Warlock in the future. So he's that's what Tom means about him being a safe bet. As long as Will Poulter does him right, and this is a excellent choice for casting done with purpose. We are seeing a 100% increase in copies sold, and that's all across the board. We've got CGC census information all the way down to a 0.5. There are six copies and a recent sale of that at only $79. You can pick up copies for this on the cheap if you just want it in your collection. There's only 13 9.8s on the census, and I suspect it's not just because it's a 12-cent Silver Age book. I think it's because of that white cover. It's so tough. It is, at best, off-white more times than not. Very true. Either way, we won't have to wait too long to figure out what's going on with Adam Warlock. Guardians 3 drops in May, so that's the next movie after Ant-Man next month. And now for your weekly reminder to read your damn comic books. Hit the subscribe button. We're talking about a book that came out 33 years ago, the first appearance of Danny Ketch. Ghost Rider number one spiking because of a book that needs to be on everyone's pull list. They just concluded volume number two. Ghost Rider from 2022 is one of the best ongoing Marvel reads. This is a story that is superb, but the artwork that is impeccable, disturbing, creature-focused, demonic, supernatural, mature. We've recommended it multiple times, and it's worth every member putting it on their weekly pull. That's true. We talked about this book on the podcast. 
way back when we used to do a podcast, we had a whole Ghost Rider section. We got into it for like 10 minutes. It's, it's a good run. Uh, I'm surprised. I've never really been drawn to Ghost Rider before, but I took a chance on this new run, and it's great. So, uh, yeah, I will echo Tom's recommendation. You guys need to read this book. And, yeah, here in issue 10, we are getting set up for uh, Danny Ketch, Ghost Rider, to be brought back into the mix as the Ghost Rider, as the Spirit of Vengeance. It looks like maybe even against his will. So we'll see how that plays out. Spoiler warning officially, but we are seeing Danny Ketch be introduced at the end of this issue, and it's been buzzing. And it looks like we have almost a Winter Soldier vibe. He is getting ejected with something, and I think it's the Hellfire. So this book from 33 years ago is selling for $30 average sales, and we're seeing recent 9.8 sales for $325. Be on the lookout for that newsstand, which is commanding a premium. We had one sell for $450 in a 9.8. What's interesting is back on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., we had Ghost Rider on the screen already. Uh, the Robbie Reyes version of Ghost Rider, played by actor Gabriel Luna. All hot damn who is now playing Joel's brother Tommy on the Last of Us series, and he's actually recently mentioned that he would be interested in coming back to the MCU, and I personally would be very interested in seeing Ghost Rider on screen in the MCU too, so let's make that a thing. Speaking of Ghost Rider, I know there's a first appearance sitting behind me, guys. I know that there is a first appearance of Moon Knight. I know there's a first appearance of Swamp Thing. All three of those are going to be given away on the best new place to buy and sell collectibles. It's called Whatnot. Come join me, and on January 30th, be there for this giveaway. Amazing Spider-Man 300. We have a newsstand, and it is a glorious-looking copy. And I'm giving it away. Link in the description. Be there. Click a button and enter to win it. You'll find out in five minutes if you did. And it's Sunday when this video comes out, so if it's not Wednesday yet, you need to come to Whatnot Wednesday, where Tom and I will be here at this table, where we will start auctioning this book right here, starting at a dollar. This is the first Captain America in the Silver Age, in Avengers number four, where they unthaw him from the ice, and he joins the team. This book coming back on the list is making me feel like the collectors may have been on to something since the debut. I think the speculators are getting this one right. We have, at the list at number five, Strange Academy number one, which debuted in 2020, with a little bit of a rocky start. This book came out right before the shutdown of the industry in early 2020, and the fact that even three months later there was still so much buzz is mostly owed to the fact that there were so many new characters in this book. A lot of times you'll have people who will spec on a book because it's a number one, there's a lot of characters in it, but really when you get something that has a good plot behind it, the train will keep on rolling. We are seeing $100 average sales and a 9.8 high sale of $355. There's a 309% increase in copies sold since last week. And keep in mind, this was on the list last week and we actually had a 175% increase the prior week. So really, this book keeps moving because of Marvel rumors that we are going to see a live action adaptation. So since we talked about this book last week, when it hit number three on the trending list, we have an increase of 11 new slabs added to the CGC census. We got seven of those at a 9.8, so congrats to you seven lucky people. Uh, there were three new copies added at a 9.6 and one additional 9.4. We saw the record high for a 9.8 hit $525 back in July of last year, which is after the comic boom, which again goes back to what Russ is saying, and this is just a solid book that people really love and that I really need to freaking read. The Selma spec, which initially put this on the list last week, seems like it could be accurate. I mean, we are seeing set photos. But then you also consider things like Black Bolt, same actor from a 
failed franchise reintroduced just last year in Doctor Strange. If they've done it once, they can do it again. You think they're going to leave Anya Taylor-Joy magic off the table? Nah, she is someone who was a teacher at Strange Academy. They can easily incorporate her in. Where do you think they're going to bring Man-Thing back? I mean, there's not a whole lot of shows that really fit the supernatural. Unless we're going to wait till the October, you know, holiday season for Halloween, which I think we need to see more supernatural stuff spread out throughout the year. And you mentioned Multiverse of Madness, too. There's a few things at the end of that movie that make me think we might be looking at a Strange Academy project in the future. There was basically already a little magical school kind of at the at the end scene of that movie when everyone was training at Camartage. And you also have Clea showing up in the post credit scene of Multiverse of Madness and taking Doctor Strange off to solve some other adventure somewhere else. So now there's a big void of magical ability users in the MCU. Plus, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch has been playing Doctor Strange since like 2016, and he's been in like at least six Marvel projects since then, so he's got to be close to the end of his contract. Sorcerer, sorceress, I think of Wanda, who's also been in the MCU for a number of years and has to pass the torch to someone. Maybe it could be multiple magic users. Let me know in the comment section below. What do you think about this? Who do you want to see introduced into the MCU? And let's take a look at the next number on the list. But we're on to number four now. And do you think this person overpaid for this book? Mandalorian number one coming in at number four on the list. $4 average sales and someone actually paid $120 for a CGC 9.8. This is a lot for a very, very recent book. There's a ton of these on the census. There are 800 at a 9.8 and only 69 at a 9.6, which really means the collectors bought them off the rack and then sent them in to get them graded because they just wanted high grade copies. If that person who spent 120 had been more patient, they might've been able to get a copy in the 50 to $60 range is what these are actually going for. Now, Mandalorian number one, this comic book, it's an eight-issue adaptation of basically the television series, and it's an, also an adaptation of a European printing of the series. So it's not even the real first appearance of Din Djarin. It's just the first American appearance and the first cameo of Grogu. This book came out in 2022, so it happened really quick. And I think it shows that members are hungry for keys they can associate with the hit show, The Mandalorian. And with Pedro Pascal's just dynamite roll after roll, I mean, leading, we're going to bring it up again, Last of Us, that only makes The Mandalorian that much of a stronger bet. Yeah, that reminds me of that Boss Logic artwork he just posted right after the premiere of The Last of Us first episode. It, it makes sense. We were all thinking it, you know, mm-hmm. the uh, the comparison between Joel and Ellie and Mandalorian and Grogu. They're, it's basically the same show. It's really weird. For a $4 average sale, this book is available. However, isn't the first time we've seen the Mandalorian with the child on a comic-sized item. I'll bring you to the anniversary issue of Darth Vader, issue number 20. We see the Mandalorian and child on cover, but only on the cover. I think that's the book to own personally. It's such a great cover on that book. And you have to keep in mind that that had a first printing and a second printing, which had like a Beskar colored border. It's a cool thing. But for the people that are really looking for first appearances, I also think the Darth Vader 20 is the one to go for. Personally, I'm a little disappointed that this Mandalorian series is just a retelling 
of the show. Issue one is just a retelling of episode one. Same for issue two and issue three and so on and so on. So as I'm reading it, it's like I've already I know all this stuff. I've already read all this before. I want to see a new fresh story featuring uh, Mando and more importantly, Grogu. That's what we all want. I'm just going to come out and say it. I think the James Gunn spec is officially getting out of hand at the list at number three. We have All-Star Superman number one. I mean, hell, it was an animated movie at one point, but could it be a live action? Likely not. James Gunn tweeting out, The secret to happiness is starting the morning with coffee and comic books. And that comic book is indeed All-Star Superman. You gotta look close. You gotta know that it's All-Star Superman to really catch it. But we should look closer at this this image here. Maybe there's other secrets too that we're just not picking up on. I'm kind of wondering... What type of coffee does James drink? Is it a decaf? It does look a little bit like there's like some type of cream in there. Maybe he has almond milk hmm. in, in there. But but the really big thing is he's on a round table. I know exactly what you're like, thinking. Seriously. Alex the, Ross JSA. Yes, JSA is on a round table. So maybe he's doing a JSA project. What's the first appearance of coffee in comic books? Maybe we should look into that too. Maybe James oh Gunn's going to make a movie about coffee. He's outside. He looks like he has a lot of land. Do you see where we're going with this comic fam? I mean, I love this book. This is something that everyone <laughs> needs to read. You know, this is a must Superman narrative that we all have to know. You know, you find out that he's dying and he's going on these like crazy quests and saving the world and fighting Lex Luthor. But I legitimately think James Gunn is just showing that he likes to read comic books. He's writing a new Superman movie. And if you're going to write a Superman movie, you'd be smart to read the biggest, importantest, most classicest Superman books ever written. And All-Star Superman is kind of at the top of that list. I personally don't think it's a very good book for for newbies, for people who've never really dabbled in Superman. I don't think that's a good one to start with. It's Grant Morrison, and there's a lot of Silver Age and Bronze Age you know, callbacks. Exactly. It's a very, it's a very heavy book, and there are certainly better, more new reader-friendly options for a new Superman fan. It is an affordable book, however. $3 average sales, $100 for a 9.8 at the end of last year. But because of how cheap it is and how strong of a Twitter account James Gunn has, we have an increase of copies sold of 483%. Great book to own, but go easy on James Gunn's spec. Everything he does doesn't mean go buy. I want to give a big shout out to one of my favorite members of the community, Noah's Amazing Reviews, who got his Wonder Woman gold as well as his Something is Killing the Children, David Max, that we did as an exclusive signed by the artist himself. Do us a solid and hashtag Key Collector Comics on your comic finds, especially if they make it on the trending list so we can feature you on the show. You can find us on Instagram. We've also got this Omega Man 3 here that Sky Hulu Comics posted. So good job getting that book. And we're going to give a shout out to Sensational Comics, who is posting the book that I got the most requests for this week. World's Finest Number 11, the Jack White variant. And I think collectors may have missed this. Key Collector Comics actually posted on their Instagram account back in November. Hey guys, here's a comic with Jack White on the cover. And if you're a fan of this music, you should be paying attention. Well, Wednesday of this week, we had World's Finest Comics number 11. Brand new comic this week, Jack White on the cover. It was an open-to-order comic, which means it was absolutely cover price. So my mind was blown when I started seeing these were going 20 30 $40, $50. We are reporting a $35 average sale and a high sale multiple times of $100 for this book. 
People missed out, and all the signs were there. I know we talked about Paul McCartney a few weeks ago. Even before that, we were talking about the Joker as Santa Claus. These are books that were clearly solicited, and collectors just missed out because they're not paying attention to their catalogs. So Jack White of White Stripes fame was actually the uh, influence for the official name of the Joker, which was revealed last year in Flashpoint Beyond number 5. I actually brought my whole run of that book and sold it on Whatnot recently on a stream with Tom. So, yeah, follow us on there. You'll get some some modern spec books from my collection, at least. But, yeah, in that issue of Flashpoint Beyond, we saw the Flashpoint universe of the Joker, who was Bruce Wayne's mother. It's a very long story. But she learns that the Joker's real name is Jack Oswald White, and she looks him up in this Flashpoint universe. Uh, and he's just a normal dude. He was a failed comedian who works as a janitor, who has a, who has a wife and a son, and a nice, you know, sad little normal life. So... That's the real name of the Joker, Jack Oswald White, named after Jack White, who's now doing this cover. It's definitely an interesting looking cover. Like it doesn't really match what you find on the interior, which is a great comic book that also needs to be added to your pull list. And it's just another friendly reminder to go through your previews guide because this was open to order. Anyone could have gotten it. You never know what books may pop. Hit the like, slap the subscribe button. Make sure to follow us on other social media platforms. We're on TikTok. We're on Twitter. We are on Facebook and Instagram, of course. And at the list at number one, the number one trending book of the week came out of nowhere. The Serpent Society? Villains with serpent types of powers and names. We're talking snakes. We're talking about Captain America 310 that debuted in 1985. This is a book we have not talked about for in a while. Captain America 310 is the first full appearance and the team appearance of Serpent Society, including many first appearances like Cottonmouth, Bushmaster, Diamondback, Asp the Rattler, and we are also seeing appearances of characters that apparently had showed up somewhere if anyone was paying attention, like Death Adder, Princess Python, Black Mamba, Cobra, Anaconda, Constrictor, and Sidewinder. I just don't understand how there's this many snake-themed supervillains <laughs> running around the Marvel Universe, all and they all decide to team to team up and go after Captain America of all people. They it like to hiss. It doesn't make sense together in unison. I'm sure. I uh, can't wait to see this on screen. We're seeing $12 average sales for this book with a high sale of a 9.6 going for $120 last week. The speculation is based off of unconfirmed rumors, so tread lightly. But if these Proved to be correct. Light spoilers for a production to begin at the same time as Wonder Man as soon as March. We have Isaiah Bradley, Joaquin Torres, Sam Wilson, Sabra. Like so many heroes already slated. It makes sense that we're going to see probably a villainous team. But we already have a lot of villains slated for this very movie. We've been hearing a lot of news and updates and casting announcements for this movie recently. Yeah, Tom just mentioned Sabra, who I keep forgetting is even attached to this movie at all. Uh, we also have Tim Blake Nelson coming back from 2008's Incredible Hulk. He's going to become the leader in this movie. We also have Harrison Ford is now signed on to play Thunderbolt Ross in this movie as well. So it's already going to be pretty full of people. And it should be really, really fun because we all know Harrison Ford hates snakes. I hate snakes, Shock! That brings together the Thunderbolts as a connection to this movie. We're also hearing a lot of other rumors, although not confirmed as well, that seems so much more interesting than the Serpent Society. You know, things like tying the loose ends of like what's going on with that celestial that's just floating in the middle of the ocean, or at least is sunk in the middle of the ocean, and possible ties to adamantium, which brings in mutant spec as well. I want to know what the community thinks about the Serpent Society and the prices it's hitting in the comment section below. It's a 1,500% increase in copies sold on this low entry-level book. 
The market is moving muy rápido. We'll see you next week. Hit the like and subscribe. And as always, geek responsibly. Enough. Said comic fam. Look at this. Gargoyles number one. Johnny Desjardins. This book means so much to me as a 90s kid growing up every week watching this. Uh, Gargoyles. Shout out Dynamite for making this happen. Is actually on its issue number two. And that's dropping this Wednesday. It was supposed to come out last week. I was just informed that... There were, ooh, what's up, Butch? He likes Gargoyles 2. <laughs> Gargoyles 2 is coming out this Wednesday, along with Darkwing Duck number one. Great time to be a Dynamite fan, but also a 90s kid. So go check out those books at your nearest LCS and geek responsibly.